I feel sorry for the kids in bondage. They've been released this morning, apparently. I didn't know that. Right, the message for this morning. Walk a mile in their shoes. Their shoes? Who's that? Everybody, I reckon. Everybody that we come into contact with. There may be some things of which it can be said that one size fits all. But shoes, I find, are not among them. Shoes, to everybody in here, are very personal. And when they're wrong, they're wrong. If they're hurt, they're really hurt if you get the wrong kind of shoes. You see, with some things, you can make do with the wrong size. A belt that's too long, you can struggle with it, lads or girls. Pants that are a bit too big for you, you can get through that. A shirt that's big enough to write a sermon on, it really doesn't matter much. But if I don't have size 10s on my feet, I hurt. Have you been in that situation before? You've got these shoes and you thought they were the bee's knees. And then when you get into them, you step into them and you start walking, you realize pretty quickly, I've got the wrong ones. So I want to tell you this morning, shoe shopping is not my favorite thing. And I know that out there, there are people who make shoe shopping an Olympic sport. I'm not one of them. I'm not interested in rifling through scores of boxes, comparing styles, harassing shoe salespeople. In fact, I'm so not into shoe shopping that I've found one brand that fits me well. Listen very carefully. It's comfortable. It's affordable. And when I see this particular brand on sale, I buy two pairs. Are you listening by it, guys? One black, one brown. That's it. Done. Finished. I'm not Imelda Marcos. June isn't either, by the way, just in case you thought I was going to give her a mention this morning. Piling up hundreds of shoes, like rainbows, all different colors, all different styles, all different fashions. That's what Imelda Marcos was like. It must have been a nightmare for her husband if she said, darling, get me those pair of shoes from where I've got them. He wouldn't have known which pair to get because she had that many. But I can't recommend that to you, no, can I? I can't recommend that to you because one size does not fit all. Neither does one style suit all. Nor is one price affordable for every budget because we've all got different ideas of what kind of shoes we want, what price we're prepared to pay, what style we want. You see, I can't recommend that you follow me to the store where I shop and get shoes just like mine. But what I can't do, however, is to suggest that you and I walk a mile in other people's shoes. There's a proverb that says this, never criticize someone else unless you walk a mile in his moccasins. Never criticize someone else unless you walk a mile in his moccasins. But if I'm going to do battle in the world, and especially if I'm going to do battle for peace and justice, I need to walk a mile in other people's shoes. I need to feel what it's like to carry somebody else's burdens and to accept somebody else's responsibilities. That's a tough call, isn't it? But I need the kind of shoes that Paul spoke about in this passage about the full armor of God. I'll tell you, a few years ago, I was working at Gateshead Stadium, and I was working with a group of students, 
able-bodied students, and we were in one court, and there was a group of students who were wheelchair users in the other court. And I heard my lot laughing and taking the mech out of them, joking about them. And I thought, what can I do? What can I do to make them see they're different? But they're still loved and cared for by people, whether it's family, friends, or whatever. So I decided to book a court at Gateshead Stadium, and I told my lot on such and such a date, we're going to go to this court at Gateshead Stadium, and we're going to be taking part in a sport activity. Didn't tell them anything apart from that. What I didn't tell them was that I'd been in touch with the group that they'd been watching, the people, the wheelchair users. I got in touch with that group and said, how would you fancy playing sport in a couple of weeks' time against my lot? And they said, yeah, 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 we'll be up for that. So we met on that Friday morning. My lot came in, and also what I didn't tell them was I'd arranged for some wheelchairs to be dropped off at Gateshead Stadium. And uh, my lot had said, well, what are we going to do? He says, you're going to get in them wheelchairs, and you're going to try and manoeuvre your way around the court like these people who are wheelchair users did a few weeks ago when you were watching them and you were laughing at them because you thought it was funny. So I put them in the wheelchairs and I tied them in. I said, what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, I'm tying in. He says, because that's what the sport involves. You need to be tied in. You need to be fastened into the wheelchair. All right, what are we going to do? I says, well, you see those wheelchair users? That's at the bottom end of the court. You're at the top end. I says, you're going to be playing them in basketball. What? Wheelchair basketball. You're going to get, to get a taste of what it's like to play a wheelchair basketball, even though you're not a wheelchair user. I want you to feel the way they felt last week when you were looking at them and you were laughing at them. So we went on to play. Some of my lot, it was funny because they were falling out of the wheelchairs, but it learned them a valuable lesson. Your shoe was on the other foot, and they then felt what it was like to be a wheelchair user playing a sport like basketball. They got twanked. They got well beat. They were never, ever in it, but it was never about that. It was just about teaching them something different about how they look at someone who's a wheelchair user compared to them being able-bodied. So if shoes for your feet put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. So the question I want to ask you this morning, what shoes have you got on this morning? Whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace? In other words, put whatever shoes will help you do what, other need, what others need to have done. The kind of shoes that they wear the burdens they carry, the responsibilities they have, we need to feel our way into those things. So that I want to encourage you this morning to walk a mile in other shoes. And you'll be on the battlefield for the Lord. Early in his ministry, Jesus attracted a great deal of attention. Why? Because of his teaching, his preaching, and most of all, his healings brought the crowds in. When he got back to Cayman on one day, they all came running to hear what he had to say and receive what he had to give. Oh, I'd love to be like that. I'd love to think that I'd done enough for someone that they felt ready and available to just come running. Sam, I need to talk to you. And I wonder how you proclaim Christ to people 
out there in the world. Did they come running to you? They came running to Christ. They filled his house. They crowded the street. So many people so eager to be close to Jesus. I wonder how many people want to be close to you and I this morning when there's a predicament, when there's a problem, when something's kicking off. Do they go looking for you? Do they just avoid you because they know you're not walking in, in them shoes? You're not that way inclined. But this story is about a man who was paralyzed. He was carried there by his friends. Oh, it must have been great to have friends like that. They couldn't get through. So they took their friend to the roof. They peeled back some of the tails and they lured their friend down to Jesus. This man had some very special friends. I don't know about you this morning, but I wonder how many special friends you've got that you can turn to in your hour of need. I'd like to think that to do what they did, they must have been equipped with just exactly the right shoes they needed at that time. For example, I imagine them wearing boots, good, strong hiking boots, so that they could march through the crowd and carry their friend to where Jesus was because their friend was paralyzed. He couldn't walk on his own. He needed help. Four friends determined to help. No matter the situation, no matter what was going to happen, they went where the action was. They set out to do what had to be done. Nothing was going to stop them. Is that you and me this morning? And sometimes I have to admit, no, it's not me. There's times in my life when I let anything stop me. And yet, this story goes on. Nothing was going to stop them. So I imagined them wearing these boots, these hiking boots, marching boots. I bet you the obstacles that they came across were many. But if you wear hiking boots, marching boots, I reckon you mean business. These guys meant business. They were going in there no matter what stands in the way. Is that you? Is that me? Sometimes I'll probably have to say, no, it's not. So I want you to think about that this morning. You see, many people, when they saw them thick walls on the house, when they saw that that roof had to be peeled back, they would have thought, no, no, oh, I'm not having any of that. Forget it. These guys were determined to get there. They were not going to be stopped. I wonder what stops you and I this morning in our walk with God. If you do battle for the Lord, you've got to walk a mile in other shoes. Walk a mile in those marching boots, those hiking boots, because they're going to be a lot of help to people because people will try and discourage you. I bet you they, they at times were discouraged, but they'd set their course out for the work, for the job that they were going to do. You see, kingdom courses are not for the faint of heart. God's work is not for the timid. If you're clear that's what you're doing is God's work, then there'll be no stopping you. You'll march on. You'll keep going. Nothing will get in the way. But if you don't know what God's work involves, that is about justice, it's about peace, it's about bringing people to Jesus, then you'll let anything stop you. I don't know about you. Maybe that is you this morning. I don't know. But if you don't believe what you're committed to is God's will, and you're trying to march on your own, guess what? Your energies will just wilt. You'll get tired. You'll wear out. You'll be stopped by any obstacle that you come across in your walk with God. You see, if you do battle for the Lord, you've got to walk 
in those marching boots. I've read some stories about the civil rights days, about Rosa Park, who got the Montgomery bus boycott started. And after days of walking to work instead of riding the buses, she said this, her feet hurt, but her soul was refreshed. Her feet hurt, but her soul was refreshed. Listen, there'll be times when you feel hurt in the same way she did, but her soul was refreshed and it kept her going. She said this, I ain't no ways tired. If you march to Selma, they sang this song, I ain't no ways tired. If you're committed to march for justice and you know that God's truth is marching on, you'll wear those marching boots. You'll wear those hiking boots and you'll tramp out where the vintage grapes of wrath are stored. So if you're committed to march for peace, to help the helpless and befriend the friendless, if your walk is to carry others to Jesus, you'll march on until victory is won. With no discouragement, walk a mile in those marching boots, in those hiking boots, and you'll be able to sing what Nancy Sinatra sang, those boots were made for walking. That's what they're going to do, because one of these days, these boots are going to walk all over you. Start walking, boots. Are you ready? question is this morning, start walking, people. Are you ready? The time comes, however, when you're in the battlefield. You're on that battlefield for the Lord. That marching boots are no longer what you need. The time comes when you've made your moves, your work's on the way, then you begin to hear murmurs. You begin to hear grumbling. You begin to hear complaints. In church, surely not. Surely no murmurs, no grumbling, no moans, no complaints. The time comes when it's not so much the enemy out there that you have to worry about. It's your own friends. It's the people you thought would stand next to you. Like we did this morning. We stood next to Tim and Paula. You see, what are you like when trouble comes? The people you thought would understand, don't understand. The people you suppose would grasp the importance of kingdom work don't grasp it anymore for whatever reasons, but what do you hear? I'll tell you what you hear. Something that Jesus heard in this particular story. Something like what the people sitting around had to say. There's plenty of people sitting around doing nothing. Now some of the scribes were sitting there in the story, questioning in their hearts, why does this fellow speak in this way? It's blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus healed and Jesus forgave. But that brought out the grapes. It brought out the grumbles. Who was it now who complained? Who's grape? And look at it from those who were sitting there questioning. There will always be those who merely sit and question. I've met them. You've met them. People who just sit there and question everything you see, everything you do. There are people like that, like you work with. People you meet outside of church in everyday life. You see, I can deal with those questions. Come, we're coming from work colleagues. It's difficult to deal with it when it's coming from church. Your friends, your colleagues, your pals, your buddies, your mates. It's hard to take. It's hard to just sit there and just pray with them, pray about them. Because it hurts, it pinches, it, it hurts you as a person, as an individual. 
But you know, God wants us to stay close to him. Maybe you're trying to help someone who's in trouble and someone says, don't be using up your money and time for outsiders. They're not going to change. I've heard that. I've heard that expressed in my face. You're not going to change people. You're a fool if you think you can change the world all by yourself. That's true. I can't change the world all by myself. But I can with God's help. You can with God's help. You ever heard that kind of thing? It hurts, doesn't it? It hurts. Feelings get trampled on. So I recommend that that when that time comes, you walk in a pair of these steel-toed shoes. You might think, steel-toed shoes? I'm a woman. I can't wear steel-toed shoes. But when I started work in the steel industry, I was asked to wear steel-toed shoes. These shoes of mine are old and battered, and well, they should be, because they, they date back to the 29 years that I spent in the steel industry. But they said, if you go on the factory floor, Sam, you must wear steel-capped shoes to protect your feet. Because things have a way of falling. You might stumble into machinery, but you must protect your feet. So buy some shoes with steel caps in them. The fact that these are battered and bruised tells you that they do their job. They do their job. I've used them time and time again. Only this morning I counted me tours. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six tours on one foot. That can't be right. But you see, walking in steel tour cap shoes, that's my way of saying to you that when you do battle for the kingdom, someone out there, someone in here, will not understand. Someone will criticize. Someone may even try to sabotage you and try to trip you up. So you have to be ready. You have to have such a grasp of what you're about and why you're doing it when people are mourning, when people are just sitting around doing nothing or little, it just bounces off you. That's hard to take when it's coming from family, when it's coming from friends, when it's coming from church people, when it's coming from your work colleagues. But the issue with many of us is that we do get our tours stepped on. We get a little hurt and we limp away from the battle. Hence the steel tour cap shoes. There's times when you need to wear those steel tour cap shoes to protect yourself. But the church of Jesus Christ loses entirely to too many of us warriors because we run off when we get our feelings hurt. We pout, we sulk. And we leave the church altogether. You know what? That's just giving ground to sin. Yet let evil win the day. Sometimes that's what we do. We let evil win the day. When Christ says, listen, I never left you. I've always been here for you and I will never ever leave you. Just trust me. Remember, if you're in the Lord's army, hazards come from your own as well as from the enemy. Somebody will choose not to understand. You're liable to get your feelings hurt. That's reality. That's fact. So walk a mile in steel-toed shoes. Know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Be confident. Be calm. Be for Christ. Because that's exactly what he would be for you and I. You'd be calm. You'd be confident. And he can put that on you and I. Give us the calmness that you thought you'd never have. 
Give us the peace that you thought you'd never have. Give us the confidence you thought you'd never have. Why? Because if you don't ask, you don't get. My mum used to say, shy bairns getting out. If you don't ask Christ for things, you ain't going to get them. So ask Christ to give you the peace and the comfort and the joy that maybe he's missing this morning. I don't know. But I have one other pair of shoes in store today. I find these shoes the most challenging of all. Personally, I think these shoes are the hardest to wear. I'm not sure whether I could walk a yard in these shoes, not much less a mile. But I tell you, these are the most important shoes of all. Baby shoes. Baby shoes. Aren't they cute? Baby shoes are put on that little boy or girl when they first begin the tentative business of putting one foot in front of the other. And boy, when that starts, you're in trouble. Learning to walk. When these little boys and girls find their feet and figure out that's a whole lot faster to get from here to there on two feet than it is crawling on all knees. Mm. But those tender feet with tiny bones and arches still soft need special baby shoes. You see, baby shoes are to help beginners to learn to walk. What a picture I have in this story we've been looking at this morning in the house of Capernaum. Here's a man, he's been paralyzed, unable to walk at all. Jesus heals him. And what happens next? Jesus says to him, I say to you, stand up, take a mat, go to your home. And he stood up and immediately took the mat and went out before all of them. They were all amazed. And they glorified God, saying, we've never seen anything like this. Wasn't it, wouldn't it be great to say that this morning? We've never seen anything like this in our church before. But it's happening. And that's what can happen today. In church, at work, on the bus, wherever you are with people. But do you, do you think this guy in this story stood up and power walked his way home? I don't think so. Or do you think he wobbled a little bit? His feet wobbled, that just little bit. Did he pick up his mat and dance a jig on his practice legs as he left? Or maybe he took his first hesitant step and somebody reached out to steady him when that happened. Isn't that good when somebody does that? When you feel as though you're falling, someone just reaches out and, and just steadies you. Or was it that second step that he took? He became a little more confident because someone else took his arm and someone helped them along that road. And the third step, he was standing up straight. But one of his friends, he cleared the obstacles out of his path so he had a clear path in front of him. And another step, still more sure of himself while his fourth friend cheered him on. I can see them cheering him on. Go on, you can do it. Go on, you can do it. Listen, I want to inspire you this morning because we can all do it. We can all do it. We need to know what it is to walk in baby shoes. We need to be ready to help others in their first tentative steps towards the kingdom. Are we good at that? Sometimes I have to say, no, I'm not good at that. But I want you to think about that this morning. It's a hard one to admit to. Maybe you're impatient. I don't know. 
I'm someone who tends to do everything by myself and I go everywhere on my own, especially when I'm at work. That's fine as far as it goes. But have you noticed there's no such thing as a one-man army because we've got to do it together. And together as a family of believers, we're stronger. We can get that distance of walking a mile in someone else's shoes. We can help that person along the way. So there's no such thing as winning the battle all by yourself because you can't face the world alone. We all need help. So if you're a baby in Christ, you need to be trained. If you're a veteran, you need to train somebody else. Are you listening out there? You need to train somebody else who's maybe struggling because they're just babies in Christ. That's what the church is for, I think. That's what the church needs today. The church is here so that we can equip each other for the battle. What a battle it is out there. Every day is a battle. We've been battling lately, haven't we, with the weather conditions. I've heard people moan, oh, it's too hot. I need the rain to come so I can just get out there and I'll stand out there for ages in the pouring rain because this heat is just doing my head in. Have you heard those expressions? You would have done. It's a battle. But we need to be there for each other. We've not won the battle yet for justice and peace. If we've walked all by ourselves, we need to walk together. We've not done all we could in bringing others to Jesus if we brought them all on our own. We work together as a team. Our task is to walk in baby shoes and encourage others to walk this walk along with us. Do you understand that this morning? That's the task I want to give you this week, to walk in baby shoes and be sure that we do not walk alone, but as part of a mighty army that will one day win the victory. You see, a little child learning to walk sees his dad across the room, and I'm looking at Matty now, sees his dad across the room and knows that's his goal, to get to dad. He stretches out his own tiny arms and in those baby shoes takes a few steps. He maybe falls down, but he gets back up again because he's determined to get to his dad. I wonder how determined we are this morning to get to our father when we struggle in our walk with God. Just like that, there are lots of people around us starting out on that journey for the Father. Some are going to stumble and fall. But if we understand them, if we encourage them, if we equip them and leave off the criticism and set aside the grumbling, they'll get there. They'll get there. Just like you did when you were a baby, when you had those baby shoes on and you struggled. And then you started walking, and then you started picking stuff up from here, there, and everywhere. That's what happens in life. Now, you've heard the gospel today according to Mark. Now I want you to hear the gospel according to Elvis. Listen to this song. It says this, Walk a mile in my shoes. Just walk a mile in my shoes. Before you abuse, criticize, and accuse, just walk a mile in my shoes. Make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. Whatever shoes, boots to keep on marching, steel-toed, Boots to protect against hurt feelings. Baby shoes to help beginners walk. Walk a mile in their shoes. Nike said it like this in the advert. Just do it. Just do it. 